2: Indeed it is. Good morning, 1420 The Answer. Thanks for joining us on this Monday, the 29th morning of the seventh month of the year of our Lord, 2019. I want to share a couple of things with you. First is a piece of audio from yesterday on Fox News Sunday as we continue this discussion of the un... Indefensible, I'll put it that way, the indefensible uh, character assassination of President Donald Trump. They cannot beat him on policy. They cannot beat him on results. They have resorted to the politics of character assassination, calling the man a racist. They have resorted to the politics of personal destruction, describing the man as being anti-people of color, wanting to make America white, ramping up attacks on people of color as if these are all just random things that he is doing. Talking about the squids, the four squids, uh, Cortez and Talib and... Um, Uh, Presley and Omar, uh, as if they didn't start the fight with their constant attacks on Border Patrol agents, the Trump administration, the Department of Homeland Security, declaring these to be Nazi concentration camps, as if the president is just supposed to sit there and take all of that and not respond critically to this anti-Americanism and their anti-Semitism. That makes him a racist? Now listening to Elijah Cummings dressing down and screaming at Homeland Security uh, Secretary Kevin You're McAuley. doing a great
3: job. I guess you, you feel like you're doing a great job, right?
2: Is that what you're saying? We're doing our level best in a very
3: What does that mean? What does that mean when a child is sitting in their own feces, can't take a shower? Come on, man.
2: What's that about? None of us. We'll have our children in that position. So it's okay for this black man to scream and demean Congressman, or excuse me, uh, Secretary Kevin McAleenan. But if you dare fight back against that congressman, you're a racist. Don't you understand? He's got protection. He's got the protection. He's off limits. Immune from criticism because he has darker skin than you do. And therefore, if you criticize him, it must be racism. That's what happens. Happened with the four squids, happening now with uh, Congressman uh, Congressman Cummings. You cannot... This is what one in three Democrats believe, according to the survey. One in three Democrats, 32% say, if you criticize a politician of color, even if it has nothing to do with color, policies platforms, campaign promises, results, doesn't matter if you criticize any of the above. You are a racist. And this cannot be allowed to continue, especially when people who are on the left side of the political spectrum do the same criticisms and get away with it without being called a racist. Talking about Bernie Sanders, who said that people who live in the poorest parts of Baltimore have a shorter lifespan than people living under the dictatorship of Kim Jong-un in North Korea. Not a word. Bernie Sanders describes Baltimore as being a third world country. Not a word. It's predominantly black. It's predominantly brown. It's, predom- it's, it's, a uh, congressman. Uh, it, uh, it, rep- representative congressman is, is, is a black man, Elijah Cumming. Not a word. But President Trump defends Kevin McAleenan, defends the accusations that the border conditions, the detention centers are in, uninhabitable that it's inhuman, they're torture centers, they're concentration camps. He defends his Border Patrol agents and his Homeland Security Secretary against the attacks of Elijah Cummings by pointing out that literally people, American citizens living in Elijah Cummings' district are living in far worse conditions than the people at the detention centers. And he's a racist? Here's CNN's Chris Wallace. Yeah, I know he's on Fox News, but he works for CNN. He's 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 a, he's a double agent. He takes his paycheck from Fox to use CNN talking points. Here he is yesterday on Fox News Sunday, A.K.A. CNN, talking to White House Budget Director and uh uh. uh Uh, Trump uh, spokesman uh, Mick Mulvaney. This goes back to what happened with the the four members of the squad. Nobody
0: objects to the president defending his border policies but this seems, Mick, to be the worst kind of racial stereotype. Let me finish. Racial stereotyping. Black congressman, majority black district. I mean no human being would want to live there. Is he saying people that live in Baltimore are not human beings? So, Chris, help me with this. When the president attacks, I'm going
2: to stop there because we'll listen to Mick Mulvaney, who is who is uh, uh, representing the president here. In fact, is now his chief of staff. He's been so he's held worn many hats before. Mick Mulvaney answers. Let me answer to Chris Wallace. No, he is not saying human. The people living there aren't human beings. He is saying nobody picks it. Nobody relocates to West Baltimore by choice. No human beings would pack up their family and say, let's move to Baltimore, or West Baltimore to be precise, Cummings District. No human being would want to do that. The people that are there, are there not by choice. They're stuck there. They can't get out. They're impoverished. They got no futures. They got nowhere to go. So they're forced to live among the garbage and the rats and the rodents and the filth and the poverty. They're forced to live like that. Nobody would choose to go there, Chris Wallace, you unimaginable hack. Now, here's Mick. That, that's how I would have responded, but that's why they don't ask me. Here's how Mick Mulvaney responds. Uh,
0: AOC plus three. When he attacks the squad last week, he gets accused of being a racist. When Nancy Pelosi does it a few days later, the left and many members of the media, not you in particular, I'd make that clear, come to Nancy's defense how it couldn't possibly be racist, that she was simply attacking their ideas. The president is doing the same. The president is attacking Mr. Cummings for, for saying things that are not true about the border. I think it's right for the president to raise the issue of, look, look I was in Congress for six years. If I had poverty in my district like that, have in Baltimore, if I had crime in my district like they have in Chicago, if I had homelessness in my district like they have in San Francisco, and I spent all of my time in Washington, D.C., chasing down this Mueller investigation, this bizarre impeachment crusade, I'd get fired. And I think if the president is right to raise that. It has absolutely zero to do with
2: race. Very, very well argued. Very well argued. Again, I would have taken a different approach because I'm a little more direct, but that was very well done by Mick Mulvaney. And it's, and still, it hasn't stopped. Look at what's trending all over the place. It has not stopped the criticism Trump must be a racist because he criticized a man of color. Not because of his color, but because of his job performance over 36 years of squandering millions and millions of dollars in federal grants and monies appropriated to his district for district improvements that do not get made. Where's the money? Where's the money, Eli? I'd like to know. So would the president. And it is not racist to ask. What have you done with the millions and millions of dollars you've been given to help improve that district? Why are people still living in rat havens? And they are. I told you before, there's a PBS special. There's a PBS special that ran called Rat Film. It's called Rat Film. And it's about the city of Baltimore's extraordinary rodent problem. It aired on February 26th of last year, 2018. Rat film. That's what it's called. And it features that. The mayor of Baltimore at the time, the previous mayor of Baltimore, Catherine Pugh, is on camera talking about, oh, my God, that's disgusting. You can smell the rats as she walks some of the neighborhoods of her city. President Trump calls it rat infested, and that's racist. You use the word infested. You're talking about the people, aren't you? The Baltimore Sun yesterday. The Baltimore Sun, the newspaper of record in that hellhole of Baltimore, ran an article in which they called the President of the United States a rat. Their headline. I wish I was making this up. Their headline is, Better to have a few rats than to be one. And then it spent about a thousand words criticizing President Donald Trump as a hateful, racist, etc., etc. This is the Baltimore Sun. Did I mention that? The Baltimore Sun. The newspaper of record there. This is also the Baltimore Sun. November 9th, 2016, the day after the election, headline, Trump's right, declare Baltimore a disaster and rebuild it. Did, did you follow that? In November of 2016, the Baltimore Sun ran an editorial declaring President Trump is right, President-elect Trump at the time, is right declare Baltimore a disaster and rebuild it. Here we are, nearly three years later, the president again points out that Baltimore is a disaster, that Baltimore is a festering pile of rubbish that the people are suffering in, and their chosen representative is ignoring them so that he can chase Russian fantasies. Baltimore continues to suffer from its rat and rodent problem, its blight, its poverty, its drugs, its crime. Baltimore continues to suffer, and the man they chose to represent them in Congress and to help take care of them is ignoring them. The crime rate in West Baltimore is 342% higher than the national average. For every 100,000 people, there are 33.24 daily crimes. In West Baltimore, you have a one in nine chance of becoming a victim of a crime. These are verifiable facts. And what has Elijah Cummings done? In 36 years. He's been there since 1983 representing these people. Nothing. And yet they continue to elect him. I want you to think about this. Members of Congress in the House, they only get two-year terms. That means he's been elected 18 times by these same people who are getting nothing done for them. It's almost enough to make you think that, you know, subsisting on a diet of rat meat makes you incalculably stupid that you continue to vote for the same guy. Who won't do anything for you? It's not racist to point out he has failed the people of Baltimore. In fact, if we sit by and allow the black majority population of Baltimore to suffer without any assistance at all from their member of Congress, we would be the racist. That would be racist to ignore the plight of black Americans in these districts that are not being served. We're looking out for black Americans in Baltimore by condemning the member of Congress who is ignoring them. The fact that that member of Congress also happens to be black is absolutely irrelevant. 1022, more of your calls right after this. It's the
0: Bob France Authority, here on AM 1420. The answer.
2: 1027 here's the thing that i wanted to, to ask basically think about this for just a moment if the pictures and the videos that you have seen of the garbage the rats and the general blight of west baltimore were actually pictures of the border detention centers where the migrants were being held and forced to live what would the democrats say what would they say They'd scream about how horrible it is to make these people live in those conditions, even to be held there temporarily. They would go be, they would be livid. They would just go nuclear over the conditions if those exact same pictures were not pictures of an American neighborhood where citizens are living, but pictures of where the, the, um, uh, um, uh, illegal migrants are being detained. They would scream about those conditions. But because these are Americans living there and they're represented by a black congressman, we have to defend those conditions and say he's doing a good job. Sally is calling us from Berea on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for your patience, Sally. Go ahead.
3: Yes, hello. Um, I was um, noticing how, you know, it's fine if there be uh, uh, reports about the conditions of Baltimore, but the minute that Tr- President Trump mentions it is all the focus on him and they try to conflate what he says and regarding fox news sunday um the other week they spent basically the whole program um on the squid and and president trump's comments about them and i was infuriated at the very end when he uh he said well i was hoping to talk about the immigration issues but we didn't have time so it's okay to focus and conflate everything Trump says, but they don't have time to talk about all the important issues that are tearing literally this country apart and I think it's very scary. And we that have a- relatives in Houston, a really nice section that were thrown into a crisis um the other month when their security system malfunctioned and they were basically living in fear of a home invasion. Uh, largely from, you know, just the crime in the city from uh, the illegal immigrants. So it's not even just Baltimore. This is affecting the whole country.
2: Sally, that is a very, very brilliant observation, and I thank you for hanging on as long as you did. She was on hold for quite a long time, extending into last hour. Uh, very well argued, and that is what they do. To your first point, that is exactly right. That's what Chris Wallace does. That they're gonna, they're gonna not focus on the important issues. They're gonna focus on the politics of personal destruction because he works for CNN, yet draws a paycheck from Fox. anybody informed Fox of that yet? Uh very good point and uh I can totally understand the and and sympathize and empathize with your uh, friends in Houston uh because that is a major problem. Thanks so much for the call. It's 10:30. We'll come right back to your phone calls after this newscast on AM 1420 the Answer. 10.35, the Bob France Authority is on AM 1420. The answer for another 25 minutes of Outstanding Awesome. Then you're going to get Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, the doctor, Dr. Gorka. Then you're going to get Jay Sekulo, Then you're going to get Larry Elder. And then if you're smart, well, you'll probably uh, wait until Hugh Hewitt the next morning. Uh, tell me how – want to read this to you very briefly, and then I'll go right back to your phone calls. This is a Facebook post from a gentleman named Paul Johnston, who is a Baltimore, Maryland resident. He works for Progressive Insurance. He is, in fact, very high up in the Progressive Insurance world. Uh, I believe it said in his bio that he's a COO. Um, Pretty big. Paul Johnston posted this yesterday on his Facebook page. It's gone viral, and it's worth our time. says he is feeling ashamed in Baltimore, Maryland. That's his status. Specifically, he writes... Tell me again how awesome Baltimore is. I'll wait. And let me pause there. What's hilarious to me is, do you you want to know what was trending all weekend long after the president's uh, 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 tweets about uh, Elijah Cummings and the crappy job he has done in his district for all these decades? Um, Hashtag Baltimore strong. Hashtag Baltimore pride. Those were the the, uh, uh, hashtags that were trending over the weekend which is just hilarious. People are actually trying to defend the indefensible, which is the, one of the highest crime-ridden cities in America, one of the highest poverty-stricken uh, uh, cities in America, one of the highest rat and rodent populations in America. All of this very ju- just, uh, very, uh, let me do it again, all of these verifiable and easy to find, all of the things that I'm saying right now. But they're, they're, they're tweeting hashtag Baltimore strong, hashtag Baltimore pride, all because they hate Donald Trump so much. Donald Trump is 100% right about the conditions in that city. And here's again the uh, Baltimore resident, Paul Johnston. Tell me again how awesome Baltimore is. I'll wait. It's not rat infested, right? People want to live here. Here's the truth. President Trump is 100% correct. No, I'm sorry. He had an extra zero in there. It's 1,000. He's 1,000% correct and left some stuff out. Families are moving out. Crime is at a high again. Baltimore County Police Department can't do their jobs, or don't or Baltimore City rather, don't want to do their jobs. The mayor is an appointed blank. Our new police chief calls Baltimore safe after one of his deputy commissioners is robbed by Patterson Park. Homeless everywhere that no one will do anything about. Squeegee kids on every corner harassing and assaulting people. Drugs, drugs, drugs. Random assaults by juveniles. Juveniles in the hundreds assaulting people. Businesses. Destroying property. And no one will do jack blank about it. You can't tell me we don't have corruption at the top. Where is the missing money? What's up with us being the highest spending nationally in our school districts and the schools have had no AC? Businesses are barely coming to the convention center anymore. No one wants to come to Baltimore to get their phone stolen, get beat up, then asked if they can spare some change to get another needle, I mean sandwich, then told to blank off when they don't. I 100% back the blue. Always have, always will, writes Paul Johnston, Baltimore resident. The issues with BCPD stem from Mosby and other city leaders. But in all seriousness, we had a great city once. We had a great place to visit once. But we gave them space to destroy. We called them misunderstood youth with the juvenile riots. We ignored the majority for, uh, for the minority and said they had rights uh, Excuse me, said they had rights to instead of forcing them to get help. We encouraged the youth to harass people at street corners, calling it entrepreneurial. We gave the squeegee kids, they're actually encouraged to do that because it looks like they're quote unquote working for their money. We gave out gift cards. We sold children's books. We charged our innocent police and didn't hold the dirty ones accountable and told them they can't do their jobs because of the bad ones. Folks, we failed. That is a viral Facebook post going on again, uh, going around by uh, Paul Johnston, a Baltimore uh, um, resident who said, "President Trump is 1,000 percent right." And here's what I would then have to ask: If someone is 100 percent 100 again, 1,000 percent right on the facts, can it possibly be racist? Pointing out facts is not racist, even if they are uncomfortable for someone who is of a minority race. Oh, we got a lot of people have been on hold a long time. Who is it? Maury in Beachwood's been there for about an hour. I apologize for that delay, Maury, but you're on the air now. Go ahead.
4: Not a problem. Thank you, Bob. First of all, you thanked uh, Congressman Jordan earlier, and I share uh, your accolades. But I also want to thank you as well. Actually, you become my hero, and I really appreciate the fact that you and Congressman uh, Jordan and Congressman Nunes and Gates who are following the president's lead, by actually starting to fight and taking the, the, uh, the fight to, to the liberals. Last week you spoke to Peter Kirsten on, you asked him, um, what should we do about the constant racism charge? And he said, continue to fight and ignore the racism charge. And I totally believe him, and I agree with him. What the, what the Democrats have done for years... Is use racism among other issues, uh, use them as a, uh, so, and use the Solomonski, uh, rules for radicals tactics by basically, um, uh, segregating or isolating a target and to keep bombarding them. Now they bombard the target with untruths most of the time. What we need to do is use the same tacti- tactics, just keep fighting, keep pushing, keep talking about, the racism issues in terms of, like, Baltimore. But in our case, we'll be using truths, not falsehood. And that's something, uh, like, the squad, or the squid, as you like to call them, uh, I'm sure they're financed by George Soros, and that's what they've been doing. Basically, and we let them get away with it. But we need to start fighting back. I resent the fact that I cannot wear a uh, mega hat Um, because I'm afraid of bodily injury. We're in America. There's no reason for that. And that's what's what's happened. They've isolated us, and they keep bombarding us, won't allow us to wear things that we want, and basically have attempted to take all our liberty away.
2: Maury, um... Well spoken on every count, uh, literally every count. They have bullied us, is what they have done. They have bullied us and badgered us into silence, or in your case, your you know your freedom of expression is gone from uh, what you want to wear uh, because they're trying to intimidate you and make you feel as though either a you are a racist. Remember the white hat, or excuse me, the red hat has been described by the left now as the new white hood of the KKK. Never mind the fact, of course, that it's the Democrats who are the party of the KKK, but this is the narrative they, they use. They do, and you're right about what Peter Kirsten said. He said, do not let the fear of being called a racist stop you from fighting back. Ignore that and keep doing what's right. And we will, and I will, but it is hard. They have used race and every other personal identity politics or uh, you know, the politics of personal destruction by way of identity politics, they have used that to silence us. Make us afraid to tell the truth. Make us afraid to counter their emotions with facts. Because if we do, then we get labeled racists or we get labeled homophobes, Islamophobes, whatever the case might be. Um, and it's very frustrating. And I join your frustration, or I share, rather, your frustration about not being able to wear a MAGA hat and not being able to put a show of support Trump 2020 on your car because your car is going to get keyed at best and maybe tire slashed or sma- headlight smashed at worst. Um, this is reality. Uh, we won't put a Trump sign in our front yard this election any- like we did in the last election because we knew that TDS was real. TDS is Trump Derangement Syndrome. People will commit vandalism. People will do things to you if they see, and when I say people, I'm talking about not all Democrats are not all opponents of Trump's but the psychotic ones uh, they they do they are encouraged they are encouraged by the media to strike out against Trump supporters what did Chris Cuomo say on CNN all punches are not created equal it's okay to punch uh, uh, white supremacists and white nationalists and what does it take to be branded a white supremacist or a white nationalist wear a red hat acknowledge yourself as a Trump voter and then it's okay to punch you so I do. I, I share your fear of bodily injury. I share your frustration with being able to, unable to express yourself, and I thank you for that. Ron in Burke Park next. Hi, Ron. Thanks for your patience. Go ahead, sir. Hi, Bob.
5: You know, I'm not sticking up for Elijah Cummings at all, but don't you think some personal responsibility also factors into this? Look, my grandmother had a saying, all right? She lived in your neck of the woods out in Grafton in a little old farmhouse. She said, maybe you can't help being poor, but you can help being dirty, all right? I have yet to ever load my pickup truck up with my garbage and take it over and dump it in a housing project. I've yet to dump it on the streets of East Cleveland. These people are living in filth, and I, I like I said, you can blame the politicians, all right? And they are partially to blame. But so are the people that live there. Why do you throw your garbage out in your front yard? Why do you allow yourself to live with roaches? Why do you allow yourself to live with rats? I mean, they're causing the problem. It's not just Baltimore, You go to East Cleveland, you go to some of the projects on the east side of Cleveland, you go to any major city, and they have their impoverished areas where people live in filth, and they bust their windows out, they have abandoned cars in their yards, they throw garbage in their yards, that's not a politician's fault, that's being a pig.
2: I mean, we can't blame the poor. What I would say about that, Ron, I I do understand your point about you can be poor, but you don't have to be dirty, blah, blah, blah. I do understand also that you can kind of uh, lift yourself out of this if you are determined and dedicated enough in a number of ways. I agree. But what you're seeing in Baltimore, when you see all of those pictures and videos, those aren't the people who live there throwing their garbage out their window into their front yard. They're being dumped on. People are dumping garbage onto neighborhood lawns, and they're saying that city officials, city trash removal people, uh, police won't stop other people from doing it. These places are being destroyed and strewn with trash and garbage and so on and so which attracts the rats, which are all underground. Sure it does. All sure of that stuff, does. it's being done to the people, not necessarily by the people in some of those terrible neighborhoods. Now, I can't speak in absolutes and say nobody has well, added know, by putting their stuff. But it, it is. But they're being dumped on. That's the biggest problem there. And they're saying, who's going to gonna some do something degree,
5: about it? That Bob. But yeah. I, like I said before, I, you know, that I've talked to people who do service work, and they go into some of these projects, okay? Yeah. And they said they feel like they have to wear a hazmat suit. In fact, last night, just on the news, okay, they was talking about two little girls. They lived over in one of the apartment buildings on the east side, yep. and and it was a black, you know, it was a little black kids and a black lady turned them in, and the police had to, you know, they was trying to get out the screen, I guess, and the police went there and they said the house, the inside of that house was deplorable. I mean, that's not the first time that I've heard that. I've heard that many times. And I can tell you one thing. It isn't the people from the neighborhood just taking their trash and throwing it in that apartment. There's no, you're, you're,
2: you know, you're right about that. And I can, I can also verify that because I have somebody uh, that, that I, that's in, uh, we'll call it a service industry, I guess, like you just did. They're mm-hmm. in services that have to go into people's homes in order to assess living conditions and so on and so forth and, and have reported the same thing so bad they don't want to sit. They don't want to sit, and some—I mean, literally—because they don't know what they're about to sit in or on. It is so filthy and disgusting. And yes, that is a part of it. But for for the purposes of our discussion and what's going on in Baltimore, Ron, uh, this isn't necessarily that. This is this is you know the city not removing trash properly not taking care of it police not be able to or you know to kind of patrol and and stop people from doing that sort of thing from the from the dumping and so on so and and the best part about it and by i guess technically we could say worst it's depends on your point of view is again that there have been millions and millions of dollars given to the city of baltimore to clean itself up given to elijah cummings district over the decades to clean this thing up and to stop this and it doesn't change and why? Because he's not overseeing any of it. He's not holding local politicians accountable. He's busy chasing Russian, Russian fantasies and, 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 and grandstanding before the media. He's, he has no fear of losing his seat. He doesn't have to answer to those residents. They are by habit voting for him because they've elected him, what, like some 17 times He's been there for about 30 somebody corrected me before and said he was in uh uh local uh, leg, legislature in 83 he's been elected His first year elected was in 86 okay fine so 33 years later he has no fear of not being reelected everybody knows you just when it's time to vote for congress if you do vote you just vote for Cummings he has no fear so he hasn't answered the call he has not he has not distributed those funds properly he has not taken care of of his constituents and, and fortunately, at least some of them are calling him out for it, saying President Trump is absolutely right. The
5: president actually responded to a lot
3: of And what
5: he said was definitely true. The House, as far as the House and everything, like I said, he has never done anything for not even one person that I know of. i never heard anybody say anything about him. And people want to talk about Donald Trump, Donald Trump, this, Donald Trump, that. Why is this man over there taking care of people at the border? We hungry. We need a place to stay. We feel like we're in a concentration camp, and it's, it's just sad. He worries about, more about them than his own people.
2: He worries about them more than he cares about his own people. And that woman is right. That woman is right. That's the reason I asked the question before. It's hypothetical, but look at those pictures of the rat infested streets the garbage strewn in people's front yards the blighted housing the crime rates look at all of those things and if those things those pictures and those videos that have been taken of baltimore before and since president trump spoke out on them if they were actually pictures circulating of what things were like at the border facility border detention facilities What would Democrats do? They would scream that whoever is in charge of those facilities that are forcing people to live in these disease-ridden squalor conditions must be fired and maybe even prosecuted. How dare they keep people at our border in such inhuman conditions? This is unacceptable, they would scream. But American citizens are living in those conditions. And rather than calling for Elijah Cummings to be fired or prosecuted in such a way, they defend him. Why? Because he has dark skin. We'll be right back. Bob France,
0: here on AM 1420. The Answer.
2: Final segment of the Bob France Authority on this very important Monday show in which we continue to fight to defend the President of the United States against salacious and false attacks of racism when all he is doing is pointing out Uh, simple facts about uh, the conditions that many americans are living in especially when their chosen representatives are ignoring their the the, uh, squally conditions in which they live and focusing more on grandstanding jim in west park let's get him in Uh, hey jim go ahead
5: you know for two and a half years we heard a trump manufactured crisis that ted kennedy started in the 60s and two didn't cummings go after his daughter the president's daughter And didn't somebody in the media call the First Lady the C-word? And three, the reason for my call, I was listening to Bill's program last night. He had a guest on called, uh, her name was Carrie Lewis, and she wrote a book called Checking Progressive Privilege. And I think she would be a really, really good person as a guest on your program. So thank you very much for taking my call after an hour and a half.
2: You got it, Jim. Thank you for your patience, too. I know a lot of people get stuck online for a long time. And by the way, I tell people all the time, if you don't want to hold online, uh, use social media. Tweet to me. I do read tweets during breaks, and then I decide which ones I want to read on the air so you can make your points that way. Uh, Kerry Lewis, I will have to look into. I am not familiar. Thank you. Jerry in uh, Brexville next. Hi, Jerry. Go ahead.
5: Bob, if anybody listened to your program today, you don't need any more proof to reelect Trump. Trump is not a racist. He is just trying to clean the swamp, and this coming guy should be the first one to go. And I agree with you this Chris Wallace. I never did like that guy, and that wimp is proving why I never did like him. So keep up the good work, Bob. I mean, I hope people start to listen, and people have to be careful up there in Minnesota that they don't put this Omar back in whenever the time comes because she says White people have to watch white men. That that's yeah. a racist comment if I ever heard one.
2: It is indeed. She did say that. She said that's who people should be most afraid of as white men. Can you imagine a white member of Congress saying you should be most afraid of black men or of Hispanic? I can't men imagine of, it. Yeah, it would be terrible. and it would be a terrible thing to say. I would criticize it. And and yeah. I would be right to criticize it. And guess what? We should also be right to criticize her comment about as, as being just as racist and you and that's very well said. Um no, you're, you're, you're 100% right about, and thank you for the compl- compliments, by the way, um, about Elijah Cummings being the first to go. Again, there are a whole lot of people in this country. <sighs> the president didn't bring this part up, but I'm just going to close with this. Elijah Cummings should be the first, but not the only one to quote unquote go for not doing more to take care of, uh, of his, his district, despite millions and millions of dollars in federal, uh, subsidies and grants given to them. Um, the vast majority of districts and cities like Baltimore and like West Baltimore that are blight ridden, that are poverty stricken, crime rates through the roof, rat infestations, and so on and so forth. The vast majority of them are indeed run by people like him. And what does that mean? Black? No. Democrat. Liberal. That's what that means, and this is the part that they refuse to understand, or at least to acknowledge. It's not about his color, it's about his mindset, his ideology. According to the FBI Uniform Crime Report, and this was reported in the not-right-leaning USA Today, this is from February of this year, the FBI reports the top ten most dangerous cities in America are run by Democrats. You understand that? It's not about whether they're black or white or brown or any other kind of Democrats, the fact that they're Democrats. The top 10 most dangerous cities, according to the FBI St. Louis, Detroit, Baltimore, Memphis, Kansas City, Little Rock, Milwaukee, Rockford, Illinois, Cleveland, Ohio, woo-hoo, and Stockton, California, all run by the same people demon rats. And if you point that out, especially if any of them are people of color, then you are a racist. That's all the time I have. As noted, uh, we're going to clear the decks here for Mike Gallagher, followed by Prager and Gorka and Seculo and Elder. Stay right here, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Bob Branson
4: Show